0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Hand Cammer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley, greetings to you this Monday.
1: I mean... I don't know. I, I'm doing okay, but I, I you know, I think we need to speak to the fact that um there's a lot of negative, sad things out there with the Bears losing thirty to twenty-eight, had a chance late and couldn't get it done, and then the Cowboys, at least Aaron Sexton, the Cowboys just kinda came out and never were in that game. Like never even attempted. They kinda had a one moment. Where it looked like a block punt might do something for mm-hmm. them and even that turned into a disaster. I, they didn't you know, they, they they touched the ball when it went past the line of scrimmage and Denver got to keep it. So, Aaron, I mean, unless your fantasy football team did okay, uh, it was a it was a rough weekend all the way around.
2: It was, and I did pretty well. I think I went four and two or four five and one. I think I still have one that's decided tonight that I should win, but it was uh Honestly, I'm never happy that the Cowboys lost, but I would rather I would much rather have have that than than the gut punch that was Saturday. It was just it was just so brutal.
1: And there we were on the TCU campus. And I pulled up and the guy's name is Paul and he was a longtime listener Aaron and recognized me and and was able to uh he not only recognized me then he said, "Hey, do you know the voice of the Bears, John Morris? I said, indeed, I do. And so that was the real reason. Now, I think he used to listen to me in the Dallas area, but he was very familiar with the work of one John Morris, and that led to him sending me to the second level of the, um, of the parking garage and letting me uh, have a spot there. And we did the show. I paid homage to, um, to Gary Patterson's statue, just kind of gave it a wave. You know what I thought of too late, Aaron, would have been kind of fun, is a story, I could have done this for Fox, of watching the game with Gary Patterson. Just like being at in his house on his back patio watching the first game TCU had played without him in 21 years. That would have been an interesting story, Aaron, to just kind of see what that was like with Gary observing everything you think Gary got fired up I mean the 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 Horned Frogs had a 16-14 lead at the half and um, man that that whole that whole scene was rough over there and the Bears go out and uh, and then on top of that to add insult to injury the news comes out today that uh, Baylor has lost their beloved assistant coach Joey McGuire now do I think that Baylor football will go on maybe I mean I I think it will I think we'll all be okay and we'll be able to advance in our lives but Joey McGuire had become a favorite of a lot of us Joey when the coaches used to be allowed to come on would come on this show quite a bit Joey became a good friend and a good sounding board and and an all-around good dude and He's leaving us. He has been offered and he has taken the head coaching job at Texas Tech. Aaron, as, as tough as that is for guys like us who are lifelong Baylor fans and alums and all that kind of good stuff, your family, uh, you're a family that has some alums in the family. Aaron, just for, for one moment, for, um, for Coach McGuire, let's put our guns up. All right, Aaron, I want you doing that in the uh, mothership. Do you have your guns up, Aaron? Let's
2: oh, I do don't, it. You know, I, I, honestly, I consider Tech a friendly rivalry. I have a niece that graduated yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy for well, Coach McGuire. He absolutely well, deserves it. get
1: your it. guns up. That's all I'm asking you to do is get I, I'm guns not guns in that the far. air. I'm not going that far. Oh, Aaron, let's get the guns up. I do. Uh, I do
2: one hand sign. That's it.
1: Congra- <laughs> two
2: but one yeah. you know college yeah, football one wise.
1: that's uh one that has the the baylor the uh the sickum um so there it is the uh baylor bears will lose their associate head coach outside linebackers all around good dude joey mcguire is uh headed to become the head coach at texas tech now i know We should all try to think of this, Aaron, as, well, look, I mean, that says something about the Baylor program, that Texas Tech would want to come hire one of our coaches in Bears land. But today, I'm just kind of frustrated. I mean, I don't want, I mean, I I want what's best for Joey, but I hate losing him. And uh, I also feel bad, I hope Joey's not mad at me, the other day. I kind of the thought of Hugh Freeze as the coach at Tech. I thought, wow, that'd be kind of cool. Well, then I thought of it later, and I thought, well, I wonder how that makes Joey feel that his guy Mosley is all over this Hugh Freeze thing. Well, I don't know. He probably didn't even care. He may have not even heard it. But Debbie and and um, and Garrett and the whole gang, uh, Joey, we're proud of you. We're happy for you. Wasn't I was not ready for Joey to leave, but. I guess the way I look at this is we got kind of some extended time with Joey because Joey had some other opportunities, and he could have left Baylor uh, when Matt Rule took that job. And I'm sure Matt probably wanted him to be in Carolina with him, but Joey could have gone. Joey Joey was in the mix, and, of course, Dave Aranda got the job. They did not hire Joey, but they convinced Joey to stay on. And I and I think I think a lot of Joey. I think he's a great recruiter. I think he's a good person, and I do think he loves. It. Always stuff when you know one day they're the biggest Baylor fan in the world. and He's got all his Baylor gear, and the next day he's doing wreck'em and he's got his guns up, and he's ready to get on that horse. What do they call that horse, Aaron? It's like the Masked Rider. I think he's the name of that black horse. I, I used to see the horse as a kid. It's a majestic horse, and they used to ride that thing around after scores. and that horse one time hit the slippery surface and went to a wall, and we lost that horse, okay? So we had to be a little more careful with a masked rider. Who? What is the horse's name the masked rider rides? Or is the horse itself called the masked rider? I don't think it's called ghost. For some reason, ghost is in my mind. But uh let us phone on the tax line 254-662-1660, the name of the live mascot at Texas Tech, the black horse. But uh today, Aaron, they told me out around Belmade they saw Joe riding out of town on that horse, <laughs> giving the giving the guns up sign with a, with a cape on. And there he was. I love Joey. I really do. And I hate to, hate to lose him. And I also hate hated to lose to TCU. That was not good the other day. I Aaron, again, I don't want any credit for this because I felt horrible about it. But did you remember at our pregame show the other day, the game game time or game day live that we do, Office of Butler alumni, Aaron, did you hear me expressing – how, how worried I was about this game. Boy, did you hear Lark and Tom, oh, it's, everything's good, everything's fine, Baylor's going to be fine. Everybody that came on with us predicted big Baylor win by 41-17 and the Bears lose what's been called a trap game. Aaron, beware of the wounded tiger theory or what we call a trap game. And coming off a University of Texas win, and then looking ahead to Oklahoma, Bears get caught in a big time bear trap, and they lose that game. Uh, Aaron, I'm I'm. That's a frustrating loss. Yeah. And I I I'll I'll be honest, Aaron. I peeled out of there. All right. I had that decision to make. Do I want to sit in the stands and watch this? And I thought the last thing I want to do. Is walk out of there with a big fat L, and sure enough, they lost the game. Aaron, I am happy to report, though, I was safely back in front of my own TV when it happened.
2: Yeah, I was here listening to it, so I wasn't
1: watching it. You were watching it. I I'm was sure as well, and listening to. There's a slight delay,
2: lit- so I mostly listened to it.
1: What were you about to say, though? I cut you off there. I was, I was telling my. Oh, I don't recall you say. saying
2: anything about that. Maybe oh. no. I'm just kidding. No, uh, honestly, that's, that's, that's what that. makes. That's what's so. That's one of the things that bothers me so much is it shouldn't be a trap game if you know it's a trap game. Do you yeah. understand what I mean? And I know, everybody but you knew, can't. including but you the coaches and the, and the and the players.
1: But I, is it a self uh, fulfilling prophecy? It shouldn't when be. You taught when you call it a trap game. Do you actually? Should they have ignored it? Not. I mean, bottom line is they were not ready for Chandler Morris. Now, how could they have been? The man's barely played in. You'd have to go back and look at Highland Park film. He doesn't doesn't have a lot of college film. The guy's been at OU. He comes in there, and my gosh, it was like a it was like Flutie running around. Somebody was mentioning Flutie to me. I want to give him credit, but they were they were all over this Doug Flutie. But anyway, that's what made me think of it. He's not as short as Flutie, but the guy—I mean, he's kind of a little brewer-type character. I mean, he was running around making plays, and I thought, on the—I thought, well, at least he doesn't have Duggan's athletic ability. Well, how crazy am I to say that this team has had trouble with quarterbacks dating back to Texas State who can run around? And and one of those plays that comes to mind, and I know they missed that field goal. But, again, they only had about two minutes left. Baylor would have had the ball back a lot sooner. Aaron, you know what I'm talking about. The great Petrie, the great Jalen Petrie was ready to roll, and he came flying in there a little high, and Chandler Morris shook him off. He escapes to the side, and he makes that great run for them and extends that series. I'm telling you, man, this this was a performance for the ages. Now, how much of that was him and how much of it was the Baylor defense not doing his job? Well, a little bit of both. But let's give credit where it's due. Chandler Morris, the son of of Chad Morris, went out there and played his tail off. And by the way, Chad Morris, I wish those announcers, I I don't know what was going on with Brando and, and, uh, and Spencer Tillman. I mean, they were just, they're a little loopy. I've known Brando for years. Those guys were just a little loopy. I don't even know what was going on with them, but anyway, they they kept saying things. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And they they were making a big deal out of being Chad Morris's kid. No, this kid's gonna make his own name. His name is Chandler Morris, and and he played his rear off. And sometimes, Aaron, as frustrating it was as it was that the 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 pass rush wasn't better and the angles of the defenders weren't better when they needed to make plays. The kid made great throws. I thought an early throw that was big for him was to that Quentin Johnston, great receiver, by the way, for TCU. I think that's number one for them. Aaron, I thought that was a big play. He makes a play downfield. I think JT, I can't remember who else was over there. I mean, they they just had trouble all day. Um you know, one thing was Baylor was trying to heat things up and and on one of those touchdowns they they blitzed. Tejada, we had Tejada's dad on the other day, Raleigh Tejada. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron. And they leaked that dude out, and he was wide open. Well, I think Christian Morgan, the safety, is supposed to slide over there when there's a corner blitz. I, I just, I just have to say, Aaron, let's give the kid his due. Now, I don't know what his career is going to be like, but that gum that was like watching Johnny football run around out there, and 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 it wasn't just oh he got lucky. The guy made great throws throughout the afternoon. And I, I'm going to be seeing some of these guys in my sleep. Johnston, and then who's the guy that the Cowboys got beat by yesterday? Aaron. Uh, Tim Patrick. What was Patrick. that guy's name? 80. Was it Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Aaron, for remembering that. Patrick, kid that was like a guy that was cut by somebody else and then just ripped up the Cowboys' defense. I mean, I, I Diggs is a great player. But Diggs got exposed in that game yesterday. All right, lots to talk about today, lots of things to get to, and, um, and we'll do Cowboys. We'll also do uh, a lot of uh, Baylor. Next, though, we go out to Lubbock, the man who broke the story of Joey McGuire becoming the head coach at Texas Tech joins us next.
3: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at the thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see increasing clouds tonight in dry conditions. Low temperatures fall to 56 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow, a bit on the mild side with a high of 75. And on Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds with a 20% chance of rain late and a high of 78. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather
4: baylor bear football on espn central texas your flagship station for baylor athletics this saturday the bears play host to the oklahoma sooners and our coverage of baylor football begins at 7 a.m with game day live presented by the office of baylor alumni here on espn central texas we'll preview the game have interviews and a whole lot more following the game it's the tailgate show then the bears and the sooners and it all happens this saturday beginning at seven right here on espn central texas
5: Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized pagolgi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha, lime, and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco.
6: Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med.
2: At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
9: put mcadams and sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over central texas check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid espn radio sports center i'm ward White with your espn central texas sports center update brought to you by mcadams and sons roofing Baylor Associate Head Coach Joy McGuire is heading to Lubbock to be the next head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. McGuire has spent the past five years with the Bears. He won three state championships at Cedar Hill and made 12 consecutive playoff appearances. Cowboys turn in their worst performance of the season with the Broncos blowing them out 30-16 yesterday. In the AP Top 25, Georgia stays at number one, followed by Cincinnati. Alabama is a close third, and OU at four. Oklahoma State in at ten, and Baylor drops to 18 after their loss to TCU. The college football playoff ranking poll comes out tomorrow night. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Chicago is at Pittsburgh.
8: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: matt mosley matt mosley show espn central texas and uh remember the baylor club one of the great places to go and watch games you'll want to maybe even peek up there the week of that texas tech game but sadly well the bears have lost one of their everybody's favorite assistant coaches the red raiders have come calling and uh, boy the uh, avalanche journal was all over this thing um Lubbock Avalanche Journal, Carlos Silva, who uh, covers the Red Raiders uh, for the Avalanche. Carlos, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, uh, congrats on the scoop out there. Um, You were the first to uh, have this news that Joey McGuire was uh, becoming the head coach at uh, Texas Tech. Now, when did it – this has happened a little bit sooner than people even anticipated – how did, how quickly did all this take place? Because I remember seeing that Joey had interviewed. I don't think a lot of us knew it was going to move this quickly.
10: Yeah, well, from what I understood and appreciate you having me on the show, but he interviewed on Thursday, and it seemed like he just interviewed very well, had a very good plan as to what he wanted to do in terms of, you know, getting Texas Tech back to the winning ways or that winning era that Kirby Oakett's been looking for the last couple years, which is why Matt Wells was let go uh, earlier this, uh, this regular season, but I think, uh, just in the speed, I think the, the, the urgency was more for that December signing period. And I know that's kind of a tough thing about to Why some of these coaches have been let go mid season, but I think that certainly had something to do with it. But I think the other thing too, is you want to try and find the guy that's going to lead your program so that the staff can get hired. And hopefully at the end of the season is what the news release said is when, uh, Joey McGuire will be able to take uh, control of the football team. Up until then, it'll be Sonny Cumbie, who's the interim football coach, he'll get to to coach those guys three more games and maybe get them into a bowl game.
1: Yeah, one more win would do that. Carlos Silva Jr. joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. Now, Carlos, um, as you're learning, this guy is beloved in Texas high school coaching circles, Uh, had a great run at Cedar Hill. Um do do you feel like I mean it seemed like the Matt Wells hire obviously even from the start it just seemed a little strange going outside it it seemed like hocut des- you know he really really put the emphasis on these high school ties. Now let me ask you this though. What what do you what do you feel like the the tech people are experiencing right now cuz you know a certain uh, part of that fan base they've never gotten over leach and then a lot of them love uh, Art Bryles, and e- even some of the, the, the donors, some of the big-time don the boosters, loved Art Bryles. Where What has been the initial reaction to this news from, uh, from longtime Raiders
10: fans? I think you've kind of alluded to it. I think it's just that fans seem to be happy because I think people forget, but last uh, December – Kirby and Matt Wells had a press conference that said Matt Wells is coming back and obviously we saw how that went uh, eight games into this season but during that time fans were clamoring for a guy named Joey McGuire because they felt he was ready for a chance to be a head coach and as everyone in the Central Texas knows he had a chance to potentially be the Baylor head coach obviously that didn't work out he's with Dave Aranda now and obviously he'll move on but I think uh, Joey was waiting for the right time in the right place and it at least from everything I've heard, he really wanted this tech to Tech job. And I think it's evident with just his passion. Although, I mean, as you guys know, that's just how Joey is. But I think that's going to be the thing that indoctrinates him to this fan base is the fact that he's just so passionate. And not only that, but he builds bonds, which is something that, not to say that Matt Wells didn't do it, but I think it's just something that not only is he kind of coming into this uh, with no, I, I, I don't know if vitriol is the right word, but he, he's just coming in with people not wanting him because i think that was the thing as you mentioned before with matt uh, the fact that dana holgerson was reportedly not interviewed i think maybe upset some fans because they felt like hey this is going back to um, the mike leach tree or a former tech assistant or kind of all those things and i think now even though he's probably not uh, part of that sort of uh i guess lineage if you will i think the fact that fans were at least all on board with him, goes back to Kirby Hokut saying like he wanted to unite the fan base, and certainly this hire, at least on, on today, the first day of when it's announced, it seems like it's done that.
1: Yeah, it does seem like <clears throat> there's excitement, and, of course, your next story becomes, okay, who are all these coordinators going to be? And one of these yeah. early basketball games, they'll get Joey, and, boy, Joey will take the mic. You'll love him because he'll do some uh, some kind of professional wrestling Woohoo type deal, Ric Flair, he'll get out there and, and get the fans all riled up. And he is the quintessential Texas football coach. He comes from central casting in a lot of ways. And and again, that's gonna be that's gonna play well in West Texas. What do you think? I mean, I what I think is the fact he's not been a coordinator, you're going he's gonna need to hire some really, really experienced people. Because you can't have a guy who hasn't ever called plays on either side of the ball, and you bring in coordinators who haven't done it either. He really, really needs some experience. What kind of uh, rumblings are you hearing on the on the coordinator front?
10: Oh, absolutely. I think that's one of the things. If you're talking to anyone around the college football game, has said is that he's not necessarily that X's and O's guys, but he's going to certainly get your foot in the door, which is something maybe Texas Tech hasn't had. And several years for some of these DFW schools. I mean, he's a legend in the high school ranks, as you had mentioned, but going back to what you were talking about, about those assistant coaches, that being an OC and a DC, USA Today had a survey of assisting football coaches paid uh, back in December 2020, and offensive coordinator David Yost, who obviously is not there anymore, it's Sonny Cumbie, But and his defensive coordinator, Keith Patterson, who's still there, ranked 125th and 126th um, among their peers in terms of compensation. So one thing that Don reported on is that Texas Tech, including the boosters and people around the Atlantic Department, they're going to try and pay to get these type of OCs and DCs that you can you know, build a program around where if you're looking at a guy like uh, I know the the big name right now that, I, that that we're hearing, or that's at least around the internet that I can report now is Graham Harrell. I think that would probably be a good fit. Um, he's a former Red Raider, so that would certainly uh, you know, again, ignite the fan base to get another former Red Raider out there. Uh, Defensive coordinator, I think there's a little bit of uh, noise for for some people, but I'm not willing to kind of say some names because obviously I don't want to speculate, but certainly I'm sure Joey has mentioned who he would look to get in terms of his DC and his OC during his meetings uh, with the committee for Texas Tech, and I think at least from what they heard, he really liked what they heard because, as, as we mentioned before, he had met with them on Thursday, and here we are now with an agreement, and he's going to be announced tomorrow at noon as the new head football coach of Texas Tech.
1: I'm trying to figure out who has got Joey's social media right now because he's kind of like I am, Carlos. He's not savvy enough to, like, put out one of these statements where you, like, take a photograph of, or somehow screen grab your notes or whatever. <laughs> That's not yeah. a Joey thing. So somebody's obviously helping him out. I did think that maybe it'd be nice if, if somebody out there sent him some gear. Did you see that? I, um, I know you have. You've seen the, uh, the, the thing he put out, the announcement. I think he found some place in Waco with the state of Texas uh, symbol behind him. But it'd be nice. If, I mean, surely you can still. You could buy some Red Raiders gear in Waco. But um, but that's going to be fun. You're, you're, everybody out there in Lubbock will enjoy him. Talking to Carlos Silva, Jr., who broke this news. Um, speaking of offense coordinators, now, Grant, isn't it funny how it's like Cliff didn't work out. Now, Cliff Kingsbury's doing great in the NFL now. But mm-hmm. fan bases go right back to wanting the exact same thing. Let's go get somebody who played quarterback for us, even though obviously – the favorite son, did not work out as a head coach uh, in Lubbock. But Graham Harrell, uh, are you getting a sense that Harrell does have an interest in coming back home?
10: Well, from what uh, I understand, he did interview with Texas Tech, so I don't know if that was in the running for, I believe, the uh, Washington State uh, spot, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. and I believe that was reported. but there's certainly some interest with Graham Harrell like I said right now they're in a little bit of flux at USC with Clay Helton getting let go so I think there's at least some mutual interest in that aspect where I mean he would like to you know have a job at some point so I'm sure there's that but then uh, what's the motivation from Texas Tech I know Joey McGuire certainly respects his work and what he's done in the Texas high school football game much less at Texas Tech so I think that would be Very interesting situation for Joey, but I I think as of right now, I think he's probably fielding a lot of calls in terms of guys that could certainly uh, fill that spot. And the other person that uh, I I know you kind of mentioned it, but a former, not a former Texas Tech quarterback, Sonny Cumbia is the interim football coach right now. You got to see what he's going to do in the last three games for Texas Tech. Maybe he's able to do something and kind of show his resume, if you will, you know, a a live resume to Joey McGuire to see if he can kind of stay with uh, the, the Red Raiders so far.
1: Well, I, I really what you need, you don't have enough to cover right now, so what you really need is for a rumor to get going that Bryles is coming in as an analyst or even offensive coordinator. Carlos, that would light a fire to this thing, all right? You already have a fan base that seems pretty excited about Joey McGuire, the hire, if Joey brought in Art. and By the way, Joey's one guy that would at least consider it because of art is still revered by a lot of Texas high school coaches. The thing is, though, I don't think Kirby's going to allow that. I'll say this about Kirby, and I, I don't know if you agree or not. If if this one doesn't work out, Kirby Hokut's gone. Do you? Would you agree with that? Or do you think – I mean, I, I would say Kirby can't afford to miss on another one of these.
10: Uh, I mean, I'll say this. I know some people that are part of that committee, uh, some are – uh, looking at Art Briles, but I mean, the thing is, is just with uh, Kirby and Lawrence Cuvinnet, the Texas Tech president, with those two in charge right now, I don't think that's a possibility at this point. I know obviously his name always gets brought up anytime Texas Tech has an opening, so that's just kind of the thing. And maybe there is some mutual interest, but I haven't heard it. Um, going back to uh, the other point in terms of Kirby, I mean, I think it would be very, very naive to say that this is not a very big hire. For him, especially after Matt Wells, the big hire that he had called him elite. I know he had mentioned that during his press conference when Matt Wells was let go that he hears the the, the fans saying that he wasn't elite and all this other stuff. But he's trying to get to that point, and certainly he's hoping that this hire with Joey McGuire gets to that point, which is why they're putting so many eggs into this basket. Whether that's monetary for an OC, monetary for a DC, uh, you know, building up your analysts, building up your recruiting. Uh, staff as well, so I think there's going to be a huge concerted effort to ensure that this is the correct hire. Um, certainly, they vetted plenty. Uh, according to our sources, they spoke to at least 20 uh, applicants, or at least 20 people that could uh, have interest or have kind of you know dealt with agents or kind of talked to those people in the committee. So I think there was a lot of due diligence uh, during this process. But yeah, to answer answer your question in a long in a long uh, long answer is. It was definitely a big hire for Kirby, and I think um, there's a lot of risk with whoever you take. I know people are going to be asking, "Well, why'd you get an assistant instead of a sitting head coach like a Jeff Trailer or a you know Sunny Dykes, that were the top two candidates right now?" But I think if you get Joey McGuire, you got a guy who's hungry, a guy that wants to be there, and I think there's something to be said for both of those things.
1: Yeah, I mean sometimes the burden hand. I mean he he was ready to. You could pull the trigger on him. I I don't. I guess the recruiting thing was why you went ahead and, and you know why well, went ahead and did it because I don't think Joey was going to go anywhere else I don't think he was but it'll be interesting it'll also be interesting to see what TCU is able to accomplish because I think that's what tech people I think they're going to be happy about Joey no matter what but I think they also have one eye eye on that te- that TCU hire to see what happens Carlos um, great job you and Don do a great job at the uh, at the Avalanche uh, Journal out there in in, uh, Lubbock, and we always enjoy reading you online. And uh, when you all come to Waco here in a few weeks, uh, we will treat you to uh, Heritage Creamery, the greatest ice cream shop in all of Central Texas, okay? That's going to be on us. I
10: will let Don know because he's actually making the trip. I'm actually stuck here covering high school football. (laughs) Got the other job to do right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh,
1: yeah. Yeah, you're a man of many hats. Carlos, nice job. Appreciate you.
10: Thank you all. Appreciate it.
1: You bet. Carlos uh, uh, doing a nice job. Silva, Jr., who broke this story of uh, the, the coach uh, coming to uh, Lubbock, Joey McGuire. They hire a Baylor man, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I think Joey's going to do a nice job out there. It's a big job. It's a tough job, uh, a tremendously tough job to go out there to Lubbock and win. A lot of people think you need someone who has a trick. Uh, Leach did, and Leach won out there. Did he win huge? Eh, Yeah, I mean, I guess by standards of what they'd had before, nine or ten games a year, I think if, if Joey does that, he'll be a runaway success. I think for a little while, if Joey just wins six or seven games a year, and they go to a bowl game every year, that'll be fine, but They decided that Matt Wells was not one of them. Was it fair? I don't know. They didn't even give him three years. But they ran him off. I think the thing Joey has going for him is he talks like them, looks like them, or looks like us. I mean, I'm not trying to say West Texans look that different than us, Aaron, but I'm just saying the whole Texas thing, you know, you have to sometimes – I mean, it, it, it was interesting that Rule was able to overcome it and the reason he was able to overcome being an outsider is because of McGuire, <clears throat> Wetzel, and Sean Bell. And some of these high school coaches were huge for him. David Wetzel being a great friend of our show, and Sean Bell being a local uh, uh, legendary quarterback in Central Texas then played for Baylor. What I, What I'll be interested in, Aaron, who does he try to hire? And does he try to bring anybody from Baylor? Hands off, Sean Bell. He's ours. He played at Baylor. All right? We treated you like one of ours, Joey. Do not try to take Sean Bell out there. Sean is one of ours. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what he does. Um, could he, you know, the offensive line coach people really like? Eric Mateos. I mean, I hope not because Eric Mateos came with, with Coach Grimes, the offensive coordinator. I mean, I would think that is kind of a package deal, and I would think they'll stay right here with the Baylor Bears. Um, I mean, the Baylor Bears cannot let Texas Tech start getting the checkbook out and and, and beating them up, and I don't think they will. And uh, Baylor people put their money where their mouth is, and that's how Jeremy Fudge, uh, my buddy, just spent uh, about $15 million as the lead gift on this new operations building that's coming in. And uh, we'll have – Jeremy's going to be on with us tomorrow at 420. That's going to be a really neat – the Fudge Center. Aaron, does that sound like a place you and I would like to hang out, the Fudge? I mean, that almost sounds like a place we could go get some dessert, the Fudge Center. But uh, that's going to be great, man. Jeremy Fudge was a Kappa Sig, and we loved him anyway at Baylor. All right, all our best, and uh, we continue on. It is time for Campus confidential that's next
11: Scott Drew and the defending Big 12 and national champion Baylor Bears open the new season Friday November 12th in the Farrell Center hosting Incarnate Word 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip off 730 tip off with Pat Notley and the voice of the Bears John Morris follow the defending Big 12 and national champion Baylor Bears all season long beginning November 12th here on ESPN Central Texas.
8: When it comes to automotive collision
12: repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family-owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco.
1: Hey, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry Law Firm. They're trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco, managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry's triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He's obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients. Due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity, his tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Sherry law firm at SWClaw.com. That's swclaw.com.
9: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. Baylor Associate Head Coach Joy McGuire is heading to Lubbock to be the next head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. McGuire has spent the past five years with the Bears. He won three state championships at Cedar Hill and made 12 consecutive playoff appearances cowboys turn in their worst performance of the season with the broncos blowing them out 30 to 16 yesterday in the ap top 25 georgia stays at number one followed by cincinnati alabama is a close third and ou at four oklahoma state in at 10 and baylor drops to 18 after their loss to tcu the college football playoff ranking poll comes out tomorrow night tonight on monday night football chicago is at pittsburgh
8: sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas it's time for campus confidential our daily look at college football news here's your host matt mosley
1: it is matt mosley it's campus confidential you hear the music you know what that you know what that means we uh we're going to talk about some college football today. The big news is Baylor loses Joey McGuire. I guess the only thing about that, at least it gets, the, gets our minds for a little bit, off of that uh, TCU loss. That was rough. The great thing about college football, though, is here comes Fox and Big Noon and all that stuff. By the way, uh, Aaron, the, uh, I had a good visit. One of my uh, great friends at Fox is in charge of talent. You know, coming up with who they want, their celebrities and all of that. So who do you think I'm pushing, Aaron? I'm pushing Mike Singletary. Let's talk some football. Of course, the name of some of our local celebrities that redo houses and have silos or something, those people have come up. But as I said, those people are featured Constantly, Every week. I mean, why, why, could, why could we not have the great Mike Singletary on? Let's go. You know, I know those people. I went to school with them, or one of them, and that's fine. You know, good for them. But let's put the focus on football. Somebody that was like a legendary Baylor player. Now, I can't do RG3 because he's at ESPN now. But, boy, Mike Singletary, wouldn't that be great? I even brought up the ventriloquist, who's a Baylor guy. I think ESPN used him a few years ago. There's somebody else I brought up. Anyway, um, G- I'm, j- I'm just uh, the ventriloquist Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham? I, yeah, I didn't know he was a Baylor yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, he's a Baylor guy from the Metroplex. Went to Richardson High School. There's also Angela from The Office. She's a Baylor girl. Crystal Bernard, who uh, Angela Kinsey. Uh, wait, what's her real name? Angela. Was she Angela on The Office? Who's the blonde? Mm-hmm. Was her name Angela on the show? Yes. Or what was her name? Okay. Anyway, yeah, well, she went to Baylor with me, but now I'm having trouble thinking of her real name. Is that Angela Kinsey? Maybe it is. Um, And then Crystal Bernard was on Wings. Aaron, that was when you and I were kids, like maybe junior high or whatever. There was a show called Wings, and one of the stars was Crystal Bernard. She's a Baylor Baylor woman. So, anyway, lots of good choices, but – I just thought it was funny, Aaron. I was, I was being asked for my opinion on who would be, who would be good Baylor, you know, celebrities to bring in, and they are going to talk to Coach Drew, national championship winner. I don't know if I'm supposed to break that news yet, but I just did. Um, so it'll be good to have Coach Drew a part of the show. But I'm thinking Singletary would be awesome. Now, apparently. They need, you know, they're kind of thinking, because they got Stoops on the show, somebody from OU. Now, Toby Keith is a big OU fan and a singer. I, I said something about Switzer, but Switzer was just on with them at the OU show. The other name that came up with was the Boz. And for some reason, that was that was getting some pushback. I mean, Aaron, I, I feel like the Boz would be great to have on. I mean, Brian Bosworth... I, mean, I think it's always fun to have him on. He's in those commercials, those Dr. Pepper commercials. Um, I, I think I think the Boz is good. But anyway, um, they will be on campus, and, um, and, and and we're they're kind of deciding as we speak who will represent Baylor. Now, Aaron, and I offered, but and you would think that the you know the the namesake of the Matt Mosley show that would be enough for Fox. But, Aaron, even though they, they book me all the time for Colin Cowherd's show, apparently I cannot headline this. They would rather have some people who, like, flip houses or whatever. So I'm, I'm very sad about that. But, Aaron, I'm just telling you the facts. All right? There's also Trey Wingo, but he's still more identified as an ESPN guy. So they're not going to let Wingo do it either. So I you know, we'll see what they come up with. But big noon is coming to Waco. Now, Aaron, there have been people who have complained about all these eleven AM starts. But I the upside, you know, one, I might be one of them. I do not want to be on the air. I don't want to shock anyone. I don't want to be doing a show at seven A.M., but I will, because it's what I do. It's my job. And um, but Aaron, that'll be fun. From nine to eleven local time, we will have Mike, Sto- or, uh, Bob Stoops, who else is on there, Aaron? Uh, I can't think of the host name. Let's think who all is on that Fox show. Leinert, Reggie Bush, and who else is on there, Aaron? Le- uh, Matt Leinert, Reggie Bush. There's one other former player that's on there. Uh, and then Bob Stoops. And then I can't think of that host name. Anyway, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where they go. But um, that'll be fun. They'll be out there, and I'm sure they'll have some pictures of the Brazos, and they'll do some cell gating. But let's not complain. Let's not get spoiled. Yes, we've had game day a couple times in recent years, and we had the game day basketball people show up for a big Kansas-Baylor game in recent years, and that's exciting. Okay? But um, anyway, this will be fun. I think they ought to put Jeremy and Christy Fudge on. With the Fudge Center. They just gave all that money. I think if you give $15 million to the university, you should get to be on Big Noon. So Fudge will be on with us tomorrow, and then hopefully he'll be on Big Noon on uh, at 11 a.m. on uh, Or actually, that show's going to start at 9 a.m. local time. Where will that set be? Probably put the set with a beautiful background of the river behind them. I don't know exactly where that'll be. Remind us on the text line on the C uh, the uh, CNC Collision text line where they put the game day uh, stuff. Probably right over there near um, RG3 statue is what I would think. But you certainly want to get the river in the background because that's what makes that the stadium's gorgeous. You want to have the stadium in the background, and then you want to have uh, a shot of the river because this is one, Aaron. If we had to name the stadiums that are on rivers in the country, we'd run out pretty quickly. I think Knoxville has a beautiful one, University of Tennessee, and then Washington, uh, University of Washington has one right there on that river. Okay, those are gorgeous. Or is that the Puget Sound? Whatever. It may be on a river. It may be on the Puget Sound. But all of those things are right on rivers. To me, those have become three of the best game day experiences in the country. Now, I say that like I've been to the other two. I haven't, but from what I've seen, they're pretty neat. They're pretty neat, and it'll be good to have the big noon. Aaron, are you excited to have the big noon people on, other than the fact you have to wake up early? But do you kind of like the fact the big noon people are going to be hanging out with us?
2: Yeah, a little bit, I guess.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I don't Aaron, know, don't, I, don't do any I, I grew, cartwheels. I, I grew don't up a watching muscle, and you know? listening to
2: all those guys. I mean, you know, it's... I don't, I don't get starstruck easily.
1: Matt, uh, I don't really care, I don't really care about Big Noon, buddy. We got to get behind Big Noon. Who are we missing, by the way? Um, I, I said Leinert. Who else is on that show? Reggie Bush, Bob Stoops. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm hitting them all. All right. Uh, so that'll be fun. And, uh, and my buddy Dave, who handles talent for Fox, will be in town. It'll be a lot of fun to get to hang out with him a little bit. Uh, in fact, we might have him on. Aaron, should we have the head of uh, talent booking for Fox on? You think that'd be kind of fun? Let's do that. Let's do it, Aaron. Don't answer that question because you've been pooing Fox all day. I'm not gonna give you another chance to. Aaron, does this man look like he might beat the heck out of us, Carlos Silva Jr.? You put his picture up. Doesn't that guy look like a? That look he has. He would. He might as. Well, I mean, he would. He would kill us, man. That guy's tough. Carlos Silva, Jr. He broke the news, and then he came on with us. All right, Aaron, the other thing I'm seeing is I thought you would like this story, I, and people don't really know this. Jeff Trailer is at UTSA. Okay, he's done a great job there. They're 8-0. College football playoff, of course, is you know ridiculous and elitist, and they don't have them in their top 25, but the AP does, and they're right up there around 18 or 20. Um, they're doing fine. Where would Baylor end up there, Aaron? Did they drop? They were number 14. 19. Okay, they ended up 19, falling to 19. But Jeff Traylor is at UTSA. Now, Aaron, guess what? If, if Joey McGuire had have taken, UTSA wanted him as their coach. He decided not to do that. Jeff Traylor then became the coach at UTSA. Well, it all worked out. He's done a great job at UTSA, and then um, and then Joey's going to become the tech head coach. And then I was just on social media, and I saw – let me see if I can call this up real quick. I thought it was kind of fun. Trailer um, had a nice thing that he put up about Joey. All right. He said, great hire. No one better for kids than Coach McGuire. Congrats, my friend. Hashtag – THSCA all right now I was trying to get Joey to come on with us today Aaron and sadly I feel like he has to do his tech news conference before he can jump on with us um, so we'll we'll see about that we need to get him on though but uh, congrats because Jeff guys like Jeff trailer who won state titles at Gilmer and and then Joey, who won state titles at, at Cedar Hill. Now, how do you replace Joey? Well, you don't. It's not just easy to dial it up. Now, fortunately, you have people named David Wetzel and Sean Bell still on staff, you know, and, and they'll help make up for the absence of, of, of Joey. But, you know, I think you've got to look around state. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to bring in somebody that is one of the state's better coaches to continue to help with recruiting. Let me tell you what's happening at SMU right now. People say, "Well, how did SMU get Dallas?" Well, Sonny Dykes has done a great job there, but they also have um, a, a coach, Samples. Now it's the it's the son of the the great coach at Duncanville, um, Reginald Samples, I believe, is this young man's name. He is at SMU, and he is one of the finest recruiters in the country. SMU does a great job in the portal, but they also do a great job with high school players. In fact, they just got Preston Stone, who's one of the top-rated uh, quarterbacks uh, in the country, and he's now at SMU. And Mordecai beat him out, but Preston Stone will have a shot in the future at SMU. So, I mean, if I were Baylor, I would look at samples. And I'd go, hey, samples, come on down here, man. You want to coach Power 5? Bring it right on down here to Waco, Texas. Bring it back here to Waco... Wacko Waco, and we'd love to have you. I've got one of those uh, shirts now that say that. I think it's – actually, I don't like that, Wack, because that's people used to make fun of us for, for that, so I'm not going to mention that anymore. All right, Aaron, any more college football that you wanted to mention? There's a couple things coming up that uh, OU coming in. Uh, I find it – this Texas thing is getting more and more interesting. The news today – is that Joshua, you know, that, that uh, receiver we were talking about that allegedly got in a uh, confrontation with the head coach at UT, uh, uh, Steve Sarkeesian? Uh, Joshua Moore is that young man's name. News comes out today via Sark that he is going into the portal and will not be at the University of Texas anymore. Now, the coach felt the need to address that, hey, we are demanding, but not demeaning to our players. Now, why do you have to do that? Well, you know, if it gets going around and you have a quality player leave your program, it can get a little scary. And right now, losing breeds uh, angst, losing breeds also kind of chaos and, and drama, and right now, the University of Texas is all about drama. And they have fallen to four and five. Aaron, are we feeling sorry for University of Texas today? <laughs> no. All right. All right. So, Aaron is not. I am feeling horrible for Coach Sark as he tries to figure out a way to move forward here. Um, Texas Tech has taken – our beloved assistant coach, Joey McGuire. Joey, text us or tweet at us as you're headed out of town. Right now, Joey's getting on a private jet to get out there for that big news conference tomorrow. He and Kirby Hocutt Joey, let us know you love us, okay, even though you're turning your back on us. I'm kidding. We're so happy for Joey. Um, reached out, by the way, to Matt Rule for comment. And, Aaron, Matt Rule has commented now, and I'll have that later in the program. Matt Rule has, has released a statement, and uh, he had some things to say about Joey. So, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll get that to you as the day unfolds. Now, it is time to continue talking college football. And, by the way, what does this people want to know? What does this mean to recruiting? How much does this hurt the Bears in recruiting? Well, that's where Kevin Longquist – Our recruiting guru comes in. He joins us next.
11: Coach Nikki Collin and Baylor Women's Basketball open the new season Tuesday in the Farrell Center, hosting Texas State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip for the Bears and the Bobcats. Tune in to the new broadcast crew of former Baylor All-American Sophia Young-Malcolm and Derek Smith for all the play-by-play. Baylor women's basketball beginning Tuesday here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball ESPN Central Texas.
0: This is Richard Carr. We have shared many challenges together over the past year. But 2021 brought a new business challenge. Computer chip shortages has created long delays for new vehicles. We're told production is improving and cars are coming. At Richard Carr Motors, we have a list of vehicles already in production called our inbound vehicle list. These are vehicles that will be delivered first. Get your name on our inbound vehicle list and be first in line for your new GM car or truck. Thank you, Central Texas, for your continued
5: support. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Goodfeet Arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk.
10: In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel.
5: Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long.
7: Extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Goodfeet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little arch supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day
5: becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central
9: Texas Marketplace.
8: ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station
13: for Baylor Athletics. A sagging rear end. It's ugly, it's embarrassing, and it's a sign you haven't been taking care of things. Hey, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters, and we know you've seen it. A truck pulling an RV, a boat, or a big trailer, and the back end of the truck is lower than the front. In the industry, we call it a floppy jalopy, a scooty booty, or most commonly, a donk a down. It's not just an eyesore. When a truck's rear end is sagging, it can be dangerous because it affects the handling of the truck and can make driving unsafe but there is a fix to this unsafe and unsightly condition take your truck to pickup outfitters for a little rear end suspension upgrade like super springs sumo springs or even an airbag suspension kit your truck will be safer handle better and most importantly it will look better people will start noticing the improvement to your rear end right away and isn't that what it's all about Get your rear suspension upgrade from the pros at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com.
6: Aries Building Systems in Troy, a manufacturer of modular buildings, is now hiring for the following positions. Electricians, plumbers, carpenters, framers, painters, junior buyer, forklift material handlers, and purchasing manager. Aries Buildings has full-time positions, great benefits, and a backlog of work. To apply, stop by 1919 Mueller in Troy or email Harris at ariesbuildings.com. Aries Building Systems in Troy. Don't wait. Apply today.
3: My house has says- a
9: Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Texas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love
5: my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
8: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN
0: Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Biebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Hand Camer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, the Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It
1: is Matt Mosley. And it was a rough weekend for the Baylor Bears, and they take another hit today with the news that uh, Joey McGuire is leaving. And uh, joining us now is none other than Kevin Longquist, um, man who uh, man who uh, always jumps in and is able to help me with so many different things. Aaron, do we have Kevin? Oh, there he is. There. Ooh, I hear the sound now. You never know. If Kevin is on a, a treadmill or what he's up to, but um, <laughs> Kevin, this is a, it's tough, man. I, you know, we both know Joey and respect what he's accomplished both at the high school level, and at Baylor, and um, and so to to see him get that tech job, it is it is great for him though. What a tremendous uh, deal! And and I got to say, Kevin, I mean, there was no. I mean, Joey wasn't going anywhere. I don't think he was going to land the TCU job. So, in a sense, Tech just, they enjoyed, they thought the interview, I guess, went incredibly well, and they decided to move quickly and decisively. Were you surprised yeah. at all at how quickly Tech moved on this thing? Uh, no, only because it sounded like the way Kirby Hokett was framing the, you
7: know, when when he made the decision to let go of Matt Wells, that it sounded like he wanted to move. Pretty quickly to get a successor. And then, of course, he referenced the fact of the early signing period next month being a factor. Now, I don't think you can absolutely save your recruiting class in December. You can probably get a couple of kids in there, or maybe you can flip a kid or two or whatever. But I mean, the focus for Joey is going to be trying to get what they need for February and then just kind of go from there. But I also think, too. And this is pointed out to me too. He gets three games, possibly four if, if tech can become bowl eligible, because you know, they only got they have five wins um, that he gets three, maybe four games to evaluate the roster, to see what he has, what he can work with moving forward and what he has to kind of encourage to be successful somewhere else. So he can work through the transfer portal. So in that respect, I kind of think that's where this is coming from. Obviously, the way this is going in college football coaching searches where it used to be end of November, early December, you saw all this movement. We've backed it up to late October. I should say we fast forwarded up to early to mid-October to late October to where this is starting to come down because TCU obviously moved a week after Wells was fired with, with Gary Patterson. So I think that's a lot of things that, that Joey has to do in, from an infrastructure standpoint to get this thing moving as quickly as possible and, but he can't obviously build his staff until, uh, you know, obviously in December once Tech season officially closes.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's some interesting stuff that he's going to put together. And you're right, he'll evaluate and, uh, and then maybe see if they get them a bowl game and see if that could, could help them. You know, Patterson used to almost kind of try to t- take advantage of not having a bowl game which is probably right. um, you know, one of the reasons he's not there anymore. This is going to be right. fascinating. Now, TCU, you wonder, I mean, TCU can do its own thing, but you wonder if, t- if Tech moving quickly, you know, TCU's kind of like, whoa, whoa, that, that happened in a hurry, kind of what they're thinking as this thing yeah. unfolds. Now, TCU has made it a major priority to have a head coach come mm-hmm. in there. Now, that's interesting, though, they say that because who's the first name you heard? is that guy Clemson? That's the offensive yeah. coordinator, Elliot. He's not, a, he's not a head coach, so I don't really un- – sometimes you get mixed signals from schools like that. Now, I'll say this. If Joey doesn't get it done at Tech, not only would he be gone, but the AD will be gone. Now, you know, we're all rooting sure. for Joey, except when he's playing yeah. the Bears. But, right. um But now TCU, this guy's in the same situation. He's following kind of a well-liked – big personality in Del Conte. he's got to get this thing right. And he's kind of now known for the guy that, right or wrong, shoved Gary out the door a little bit. And, and so yeah. he has to get that thing right.
7: Sure. And I think, obviously, there was so much scuttlebutt as soon as Patterson was let like, go oh, that Sonny Dykes over at SMU was one of the primary names that was mentioned in all this. And, of course, Sonny's got a contract extension from SMU sitting with his agent about what do they want to do with it? I think it's been reported about maybe four million dollars over seven per, uh, per year for seven years or something like that. And then you look at other names, as you mentioned, Tony Elliott at, at uh, Clemson. Um, I know Matt Campbell's name at Iowa State has come up for this. Uh, then you know, then you think about Billy Napier at the University of Louisiana, whose name is always connected to a lot of big jobs out there. So those are games. Those are names that are circling out there and I think as far as Jeremiah Donati the TCU athletic director is concerned is if he's wanting to get a sitting head coach well then he's going to have to wait a month basically to, to to decide how he wants to get this done. he can have something maybe verbally agreed in principle unless it breaks and then then you got a coach that has to resign or something like that but it's but if that's really his intention then he's going to have to wait to go through this and TCU is going to have to take its time on this and so uh, that's kind of where the, you know, you know, what do you do here? Chicken and egg kind of argument that, that Donati's got to circle with is if he wants a sitting head coach, got to wait. If he can go get a Tony Elliott over at Clemson or some other rising coordinator, or and I'm just throwing this out there for the sake of discussion, not because he's a candidate, but a Bill O'Brien type of thing, like a, he's the offensive coordinator at Alabama. You know, guys like that, a very powerful name as a coordinator, that could be a road that he takes if he wants to get somebody in there like what Kirby Hoka did with Joey.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's always interesting, following a legend. That That's a tough one. You always want to be the guy Political. who follows the guy who follows yeah. the legend. That's a tough, yeah. tough spot. What were you going to say?
7: I was just going to say, no, I totally agree with you. That's a tough spot. And your theory is, is the theory that I share, Matt, is do you want to be the guy that follows the legend or do you want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows the legend? Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of the, and there's a lot to weigh there with that because there's going to be Patterson's shadow over there that's going to linger over it. It's kind it's of chaos. like when Bear Bryant left, even though Ke- Bear Bryant died a month after he passed, after his coach's yeah. last game, it was still his persona hey, Kevin, that over Kevin. over Alabama.
1: Kevin, I need you to walk across the room. We're having Matt, long. We're Matt, having our long quest issues. Yes.
7: I think it's your phone because I haven't moved from this spot in five minutes.
1: Well, I want you to move. I'm saying it got bad where you're standing. <laughs> I haven't moved. <laughs> your spot is. You sounded great early on. It could be. In fact, it would be more gracious of me to take complete blame for it and I will now I'm going to do change this my every tack. time with me
7: you do this every time with me
1: I I'm sorry I'm sorry it's become our bit but now you've stepped <laughs> into an even worse area no 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 just hang in there we're going to try to continue this is Kevin Longquist he's from Rivals he knows all this stuff and and I love asking him questions about like recruits and and then like people's past like recently my man Al Walcott who kind of had some issues the other day won't bring that up but um, Chandler Morris okay he went to Arkansas Uh, obviously he ends up at OU Um, when he was coming out of Highland Park was this kid highly recruited or was he recruited in part because his father you know at that at that time was a sought-after head coach in the business
7: well i mean chandler is a solid kid uh he's a solid quarterback very savvy understands the game i think maybe because of chad's reputation of being the salesman with a lot of flash over substance that that kind of hurt chandler's uh image if you will but you know the thing about chandler when just watching him against baylor on Saturday that's an effort where number one he was totally in the zone okay I mean when you're making some yard ball plays there that don't make any sense that's not designed in the playbook that's when you just kind of tip your cap to him after 538 yards of total offense and say I gotta give it to you for what you did Uh, it was very obviously frustrating throughout all of this because you know think about this Matt that Baylor made TCU one-dimensional, basically a throwing football team, and they still had a chance to pull this out at the end until the Bohannon pick with about a minute and change to go. Um, And I think from the standpoint of the way the Bears approach it, I personally think that not only, obviously, do you give TCU and Chandler Morris a lot of credit for the way they came out from this game, but I think you also look at the fact that I think the Big 12 did Baylor a disservice by keeping them at home for a month you know, think about this. They had not been on the road for about 34 days, that October 2nd game in Stillwater against Oklahoma State, and then they're home for four straight weeks. You have West Virginia, BYU, then the bye, and then you have Texas. And I think for football teams, they kind of become creatures of habit. And when you get into that routine where you're at home and you're not dealing with all the noise outside of it, I think that becomes an issue. And it's not like You're home, home, then you're away, then you're home for two, or maybe you're away for two, and then you come back home. This was just kind of an odd setup that Baylor had to deal with. Of course, they took care of business at home, but then they just looked like a little bit of a different team on the road, and that was kind of the concern that I think a lot of people thought about this team because they somewhat looked like what they did when they were in Stillwater against the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, now that's interesting. The theory that the Big 12 schedule makers left the Bears at home too much, because normally you would love a bunch of home games and stay at home, but um, I like the theory. I like the theory on here, and now, and also you mix in all these 11 a.m. starts, of course, that's worse. I don't know if that's bad for the team, that's just bad for the uh, for the sports writers and the people have to get up. so No, the early sports fans, love it, the fans
7: don't. No, the sports the fans writers can. love it, the fans don't. So.
1: I don't think I, you you hang out with different sports writers than I do. <laughs> I'm on I'm on at seven a.m. But but again, not to make it about me. I never try to do that, uh, Kevin. Now, <laughs> okay. um, I now, Kevin, this is uh, I mean, this is really I mean, I, okay. I'm going to need you later in the week because we're out of time. But there's a couple things I'm going to need you to 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 sound off on. One is. Well, Baylor was going to win that game, weren't they? Golly! Well, real quick, we have we have today. We're actually we got a little bit of time. I just want to get your take real quick on the on on the defensive side of the ball. When 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 he's talking, when when Dave's talking about pass rush, pass rush, pass rush is not what we need. Is he talking more about guys sort of taking wrong angles, or is he more like we're not winning? we're we're not winning up front. What was the what do you think is his biggest issue with the pass rush?
7: I think the biggest issue is just the lanes that they're staying in to, to force the issue and compress the pocket and you know you can part of that really hurt the the secondary. I think the secondary has been having a bad month. It's just been disguised by how well the offense has played, but I think the pass rush has just been so mediocre this year. That it finally got, if you will, for lack of a better word, exposed, and you don't have that alpha coming off the edge that can really impose his will. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with the front is you need that guy. You need that guy. Basically, your defense is set up with a strong defensive end, a great middle linebacker, and a, and a great cover corner. And Baylor, at the defensive end spot, just doesn't have that end on its roster right now. They're recruiting for it, obviously. But that's part of the issue, and again, they had a lot of issues on trying to contain Chandler Morris, but some of that, too, is John Chandler's elusiveness to create plays. So some of that's on Baylor, but that's, again, where you credit some of what Chandler did because he was able to feel his way through the pocket and step around guys and step up in the pocket and make things happen like he did. But again, the pass rush for Baylor is going to be with them, this issue, for the balance of the season, no matter how long it lasts.
1: This guy can move too. This guy can move around. They're about to face, and he's pretty accurate. More accurate than Rattler. Yep. They they gave Rattler all sorts of issues last year. They really did. For and sure. uh and maybe that was a sign of things to come for Rattler. We just didn't really know it at the time. Hey, Kevin, remember where you're standing right now, and you're hit next week. I need you in that exact same spot. All right. You are not to all leave right, the
7: I'll be in a host, Matt, in this bank parking lot where I am right now just for you. I'll drive right okay. over there for that.
1: All right. All right. Always love to know where you are. Uh, he's in the <laughs> HEB area. There he goes, Kevin Longworth. Thank you, Kevin. All right. That's all we have. That's all the time we have for Kevin. He just, he's gone. And uh, it's time to keep moving. We've got an exclusive interview that Tom Barfield did with Dave Aranda. We're going to kind of eavesdrop on that next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali, 469-562-4188. Now time for a Cowboys update.
5: Hi everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The Broncos crushed the Cowboys 30-16. to 16. Autopsy results after this.
8: At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym for teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again
14: it's the button on your left nana okay your other left
8: it's not complicated everyone deserves something new so at&t is giving everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone even the latest ones at&t may temporarily slow data speeds if the is busy restrictions and exceptions
13: may apply what does it mean to be a part of cowboys nation at Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys.
5: PUCT number 1007. The Cowboys were awful in Sunday's home loss to the Broncos, behind 30 to nothing before two late garbage TDs and two-point conversions put the final score at 30 to 16. Putrid on offense, gashed on defense. If you think Dallas got too big for its britches after six straight wins, head coach Mike McCarthy hears you and last week warned the team.
10: You know, the message was don't take the cheese, and frankly, we were our coach, we were out played uh, all the way through. So uh, this is the first time I felt clearly our energy didn't exceed our opponent, and that's disappointing.
5: During his post-game press conference, Micah Parsons was buzzed by an insect, which led to this summation of the day.
2: This is not my day. But I got a new puppy, and I'm going to go home to him. We're going to cuddle
5: about it. Dallas is now 6-2, and two, and next Sunday hosts the Falcons. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales.
1: If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsborough with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline
9: you.
0: City Ranch Boot Company
9: has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254 855 7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram too. Or visit their website, CityRanchBoot.com.
3: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at the com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see increasing clouds tonight in dry conditions. Low temperatures fall to 56 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow, a bit on the mild side with a high of 75 And on Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds with a 20% chance of rain late and a high of 78. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
9: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial come by and see what makes them different. Baylor associate head coach Joy McGuire is heading to Lubbock to be the next head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. McGuire has spent the past five years with the Bears. He won three state championships at Cedar Hill and made 12 consecutive playoff appearances. Cowboys turn in their worst performance of the season with the Broncos blowing them out 30-16 yesterday. In the AP Top 25, Georgia stays at number one, followed by Cincinnati. Alabama is a close third and OU at four. Oklahoma State in at 10, and Baylor drops to 18 after their loss to TCU. The college football playoff ranking poll comes out tomorrow night. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Chicago is at Pittsburgh.
8: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Mosley Show, stepping right into that 5 o'clock hour. Man, hoping you're feeling a little bit better. Get Big Noon coming into town, Fox. The guy we were trying to think of earlier, uh, Aaron, was Brady Quinn. That's the other member of that uh, Big Noon crew that's on that set. All right, Brady will be in town. Um, They'll have – you know, I think it's a smart thing because obviously – that whole game day thing is so huge for ESPN, and uh, Fox did a did a good thing. By by ma- turning these 11 a.m. or uh, what they call Big Noon uh, on the East Coast, uh, turning that into a, you know, kind of a big event, and then they show up in town. Now, if the Bears had a, uh, defeated TCU, I'm trying to think where game day just said they were going to go this weekend. I think they're going to – Golly, are they going to an A&M game whoever A&M's playing i feel like that's that's maybe where they're going it would have been very very interesting to see if game day would have come if Baylor had a held on and beaten uh, TCU i say held on they were driving to try to go win that game at the very end it's been a tough day been a tough day trying to work through that but better days ahead oh joy McGuire has left the baylor program to go become the head coach at tech i we're going to miss him but great for him and uh, Tom Barfield had an opportunity to catch up earlier today with uh, with Dave Aranda in a sit down. And uh, let's hear. I know one of the things that comes up is about uh, about Joey McGuire taking that uh, coaching job at Texas Tech. Let's sample a little bit of this interview.
4: Coach, it was announced today that Joey McGuire is going to be leaving the program. What does that do to your staff as far as the remainder of the season and moving forward?
14: Really happy for Joey, happy for his wife and his family. You know, was able to um, um, meet his parents. We had the Texas High School Coaches Association. And that was just a really cool moment, and was there when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, and just or the um, um, the opportunity these last these uh, last two years to. To be with Joey and just see him interact, connect with people, and um, really um, reach them and motivate him, yeah, you know, just that just tells me he's just going to do wonders at Tech, and way excited for him. I think for us, it, I think it, it uh, energizes the staff. I think it gives, you know, we've got some young people that can um, jump into the role of outside linebackers coach, and so that's. Being worked on right now, and I think we'll bring a lot of energy and um, enthusiasm and knowledge to that role and then I think um, you know it'll add, it'll give us a new dynamic and some freshness maybe um, that um, you know wasn 't there and so I think there 's always to for sure it 's a negative losing losing joy, but we 're looking at the positives and uh, excited about this week. And the remaining uh, games in our schedule with the staff that we got.
4: Do you anticipate this be kind kind of becoming the norm, where because of the early signing date that you're you're seeing guys making moves uh, in the middle of the season, as far as the head coaching position is concerned? So the search begins early. And I mean, is that gonna is that gonna be the process that we're going to be looking at moving forward?
14: I think so. I don't. I. I would not uh, on the outside be a fan of it, but um, I think it is. I think it's going to be um, – I think the, the the recruiting date has a lot to do with it, but then I think also I think, you know, um, I think, um, you know, coaches stays in general. Um, you know, those those third years are hard to get to. I think that used to be the thing, and now it's really more of two and some change – I think, and so it's, you know, that's the job that we sign up for, and, you know, I think, um, you know, the amount of coordinators that are out of jobs right now and head coaches that are out of jobs right now, I think, is just the start.
4: You mentioned uh, in your press conference earlier today that uh, yesterday and, and some today you went back and reviewed the film, looked at the positives, looked at the negatives. Uh, talk about some of the things that you would like to see get cleaned up a little bit uh, this week as you head into the Oklahoma game.
14: I think perimeter blocking on offense. I think run blocking with receivers. Uh, I think some uh, we get some blocks and you know a ten yard or twelve yard run is an explosive play now. I think. Um, our offensive line consistency um you know five guys working as one unit. I think we've done that previously and um, fell off the pace somewhat uh on Saturday. I think defensively um, rush lanes and um, uh, containing the quarterback has been something we have not been able to do since the beginning of the year despite efforts and despite um, uh, wanting to do that, I think that's a huge piece to really kind of taking the next step as a defense and as a team. And then I think communication in the back end, I think the ability to, um, when things get get competitive or pressure mounts, um, that communication breeds confidence and get everybody involved where everyone knows, hey, this is um, the situation, this is who I'm working with, this is how we're doing it. I think at times we got siloed off and worked as independent contractors. And, you know, you can't do that in a team game.
4: In your – Self scout, which you do constantly. Your two losses have come in conference play on the road. Is there a correlation there? Do you did you have you seen one?
14: Well, I think um, adversity on the road. I think in the previous game with Oklahoma State, I think we let the outside affect the inside, and I think you know the crowd, the score, the some of the chippiness, I think affected us. And whether it was getting people on the field late uh, or it was getting the call-in late or it was uh, things on the sideline, right? And so I thought in this game, much improved in that area. I thought there was a fair amount of stuff coming our way from the fans. They were pretty uh, energized. And then I think on the field there was some chippiness. And, you know, on on the sidelines, uh, you know, guys getting hit out of bounds and the whole – I mean, there's stuff going on there. And and we were able to – control um, our emotions in those times, which we're proud of, I think, you know, going back to that Oklahoma State game, we did not, and so I think that's an, that's some improvement, I think the the ability, though, in this game, right, to um, uh, do the simple things better, I think, or lack of the ability to do that, I think, hurt us, and, you know, not until the second half we were able to make some corrections, and we were kind of fighting from behind at that point and we have to have four quarters of um you know not beating ourselves to be able to win on the road.
1: All right. There was uh, Tom Barfield. You can hear the entire interview tomorrow, seven to nine. Uh drive to work with Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and that'll be at seven A. M. They'll run that in its entirety and we have about ten minutes of a good uh, one-on-one there with uh, Coach Aranda, and uh, some interesting points that came out of that, including some of the positives that he took away. The Bears uh, seem to have a hard time, like a lot of teams right now, putting the four quarters together, and uh, looked like they were on their way to finishing strong the other day, and it just did not happen. But uh, that, that's um, it's a it's a tough tough lesson, but one hopefully they were able to uh, understand. It is Matt Mosley's show, Aaron Sexton alongside. Let's talk about another really, really disappointing performance. What happened to your Dallas Cowboys? That's next.
11: This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi,
15: right, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football falls on the road at TCU, but Baylor volleyball wins over top-ranked Texas in the Farrell Center. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
2: Parenting is full of surprises.
0: You never know what to expect.
2: So after our
13: son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me.
14: Sawyer is now 2,
13: and we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family.
4: Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation.
15: Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Alan Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on JD Powers' initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram, and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality mid-size truck, Alan Samuels, 201 Westloop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends.
11: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
15: And welcome back, 10th-ranked Baylor Volleyball hosting top-ranked and previously undefeated Texas Friday and Saturday in the Farrell Center in Big 12 play. Texas got the better of the Bears with a 3-0 sweep on Friday, but Baylor bounced back strong with a 3-1 win over the Longhorns on Saturday in front of a season-high crowd of 6,003. Baylor handing Texas their first loss of the season, and in fact, their first loss in Big 12 conference play for nearly two calendar years. Baylor now sitting at eight and two in Big 12 conference play. Texas a game ahead at nine and one. The Bears play in Fort Worth against TCU this Friday and Saturday. Meanwhile, Baylor football in Fort Worth Saturday playing the TCU Horn Frogs under new head coach Jerry Kill. The horn Frogs come away with the win over the Bears. After the game, Bears head coach Dave Aranda.
14: Yeah, I, you know, I felt we we're going to win it the entire time. And so I, um, I think our sideline did too. You know, coming into the locker room, just a lot of guys just kind of broken. And I think that's, that's evidence of uh, their belief, you know. And so just proud of the team, man. I think, you know, as, as unclean and as... Um, it, you know, you'd, you'd like for things to, to look better. You like for things to, to kind of work better, but the guys were fighting through it, and there was a fair amount of um, of uh, motivation coming from, you know, um, the crowd behind us and, and um, you know the opponent in front of us, and we were able to fight through all of that. And um, I'm proud of our guys for that. And you know, I think we've we um, are going to use this game to get better.
15: Dave Aranda and the Bears with the loss to TCU, now 7-2 and two on the season. They are 4-2 and two in Big 12 conference play. Next up, hosting league-leading Oklahoma this Saturday morning at 11 at McLean Stadium. Also from the weekend, Baylor Equestrian, a 14-6 winner over TCU. Baylor baseball sweeps two seven-inning games over Air Force in a fall scrimmage. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow, I'm John Morris.
6: Would you like to make an impact on the lives of children by helping build a strong foundation for their education? A degree or certificate through McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Program can put you on the path to a rewarding career in the teaching field. Start your career while continuing to take classes that can apply to a bachelor's degree. Find out how to get started today at mclennon.edu or contact us at 254-299-8786. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer
12: Steel & Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their Hard earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com.
9: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward white with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial, come by and see what makes them different. Baylor associate head coach Joy McGuire is heading to Lubbock to be the next head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. McGuire has spent the past five years with the Bears. He won three state championships at Cedar Hill and made 12 consecutive playoff appearances. Cowboys turn in their worst performance of the season with the Broncos blowing them out 30-16 to 16 yesterday. In the AP Top 25, Georgia stays at number one, followed by Cincinnati. Alabama is a close third and OU at four. Oklahoma State in at 10, and Baylor drops to 18 after their loss to TCU. The college football playoff ranking poll comes out tomorrow night. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Chicago is at Pittsburgh.
8: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: told me the sun was going to start setting so early. This is crazy. We're finishing up, and uh, it's getting dark, and it's a strange process. This daylight savings time. Can't we just pick one and stick with it? I don't like, I mean, I know it's an extra hour of sleep, supposedly, allegedly, but I would trade that for to keep having light. Nobody wants to see the sun go down at like 545. It's ridiculous. I mean, people want to go out and, like, they want to leave work and, 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 you know, go do something fun for a minute. Go take a walk. They don't want to be walking in the dark. All right, it's uh, the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton is the other voice you hear quite a bit. And, uh, Aaron, that was, a, uh, that was a tough. It sounds like you took the, the Baylor loss a lot harder than you did the Cowboys loss. Yeah, for good reason. The Cowboys have a long, long season. They play in a division. They're going to win easily. They'll be fine. They're going to be in the playoffs. They'll have time to recover from what happened. The Baylor thing was just tough. And then they still had a chance at the end. And one of our favorite guys, the great Gary Bohannon, oh, man, that Shadrach just – and, by the way, are people so pleased with themselves when they can do, like, spiritual references – the whole meshach and abednego thing okay we most of us have heard the bible story I, what's his name was so pleased with himself spencer Tillman, who was doing that game when he when at the very end you remember that Steve, or, or, uh, you remember that aaron when he said you know shadrach meshach and i i got to go or something like that which was so weird but he was so pleased with himself for that that guy and he was doing cartwheels after the game and flips and everything he was a former running back. I think he transferred in from Texas A&M, and he just sat on that route. We, we just haven't – and we'll get to the Cowboys here in a second. But I just needed to at least deal with this, what happened on that play. Gary's doing fine. Some people have suggested that they should have just kept running the ball. They ran the ball off tackle, first down, did nothing. In fact, it might have lost yards. They were going to be second and 10 or second and 11 or whatever, and – I'm fine with them throwing there. If they ran the ball three straight times into a stacked line, they might have gotten four or five yards. It's still going to be around a 50-yard field goal if they tried to run and then set up the game-winning field goal attempt from there. You had to try to get some more yards. It wasn't inherently a bad decision to throw it. I don't blame Aranda, and I don't blame Grimes, but Gary just, the guy jumped the route. He stared down the route. He didn't lead him far enough, and the guy ran the route, and he picked the ball off, and he made a nice play. It happens. I hate it for Gary, but it happened. Now, what happened to the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, that's embarrassing. That's just flat out to, to go out and put that on display when you're uh, supposedly one of the best teams in the NFC. Now, the only good thing, Aaron, is what did Buffalo go out and do? They got beat by Jacksonville 9-6. to six. Other teams struggled packers get beat 13-7 with jordan love starting they want the immunized quarterback uh back in the uh back there uh i mean that, that was a that was a mess for a lot of teams so there were some pretty good teams <clears throat> that took L's on sunday but the but the cowboys was was just an embarrassment to go out there and and just play like that i don't even put it so much yeah they, the offense was able to run on them they did some things They made, you know, Bridgewater made some fine throws. But for the most part, if you hold a team, if you're kind of hanging around 16 nothing, 19 nothing, I mean, that sort of score, and it ended up being 30-16, it was not indicative of the way the game went. But that sort of score should keep your offense hanging around, you know, doing, and, and boy, Dak was awful. They They came up, they crowded everybody, they played tight, they put everybody in there and they said, they they asked the Cowboys. They said, "Oh, we don't think you can beat us with your pass game." And the Cowboys couldn't. The Cowboys put together one of the ugliest looking performances you'll ever see. Drops by Pollard, Amari, and C.D. Drops by all of them. Uh, plays on fourth down where Dak rolls out, looks downfield, and can't connect um, on wide open plays. I mean, even Cedric, even the great Cedric Wilson had some issues he's back there fumbling and muffing uh punts this this was a and, and you knew it was a bad sign when you had that horrible uh luck on right there early in the second half you hold you force the punt you block the punt and if the punt doesn't go past the line of scrimmage and nation Wright, the rookie touches the ball and they are able to jump back on it now mccarthy and John Fossil seemed a little confused on the sideline after these games everybody says oh yeah we knew the rule that happened to us we knew the rule boy it certainly didn't look like it they're over there arguing 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 now nation Wright said yeah he knew the rule he was trying to pick the ball up and run it in if you got a ball bouncing around like that after it's kind of like after a field goal and the famous one of course is leon Lett in the ice bowl uh against miami and uh, well that wasn't yeah, that we called that whatever, I don't know. It wasn't the true ice bowl, but basically that was an icy game where he touched the ball, and the rest is history, and the Cowboys end up losing that game. I don't know if they were going to come back. They, they would have had momentum and would have had a shot to make that thing 16-7 and flip a little bit of the momentum in that game. They didn't get it done. Now, are they a bad team? No. Are they as great as we thought they were? No. I mean, they're capable. If they're not focused, they can't just roll the balls out there and go get it done. All right, there are teams out there that might be good enough to show up and just about get it done. But um, I don't think there are a ton of them, and the Cowboys are not one of them. At times, they play great complimentary football. Yesterday, that was a mess. And Zeke got banged up, and I, I got no clue. And if you want to sound off on this, CNC Collision, Text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. I got no answers for you on why Dak was out there at the end. Why if you if Zeke's limping around, why in the world do you put him back in that game when it's thirty to nothing? Okay? You're down, you got no shot, then it's thirty to eight or whatever, and, and, and again you have no chance to come back in that game, and they're running they're running Dak out there, and at the end of the game the explanation was we wanted to work on our uh, two-minute offense. That's a joke. I mean, I, I mean do you, what do you think? What do you think that your fans, do you think the the fans that cover your team are just crazy? Like, do you think when you're down 30 to nothing, you need to have your star players out there? You take the L and you move on. This is not some kind of high school thing where you say, oh, well, we scored at the end, and maybe that'll give us some momentum for next week. There is no momentum for next week. You laid an egg, and now you got to own it and go and go play. And then the head coach for uh, Denver. Aaron, did you like that, Vic Fangio? Did you see his quotes? He was like, well, everybody had played them the wrong way. <laughs> Basically said, we, we were the only ones who figured out how to play them. And he just absolutely owned the Dallas Cowboys. All right, that is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. It is time for the dismount. That is next.
11: This is the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions.
13: And to have an opportunity to do something that uh, only Ford and Duke have done since uh, the John Wooden days, um, that's that's a that's a great opportunity we have this year.
11: Baylor men's basketball all season long here. On the home of the defending Big 12 and national
0: champions,
11: ESPN Central Texas.
0: Wings Pizza and Things has been your go to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 bit screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made from scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. A
13: sagging rear end. It's
0: ugly, it's embarrassing,
13: and it's a sign you haven't been taking care of things. Hey, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters, and we know you've seen it. A truck pulling an RV, a boat, or a big trailer, and the back end of the truck is lower than the front. In the industry, we call it a floppy jalopy, a scooty booty, or most commonly, donk down. It's not just an eyesore. When a truck's rear end is sagging, it can be dangerous because it affects the handling of the truck and can make driving unsafe. But there is a fix to this unsafe and unsightly condition. Take your truck to pick up outfitters for a little rear end suspension upgrade like Super Springs, Sumo Springs, or even an airbag suspension kit. Your truck will be safer, handle better, and most importantly, it will look better. People will start noticing the improvement to your rear end right away. And isn't that what it's all about? Get your rear suspension upgrade from the pros at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com.
8: Stay close. The dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up.
15: Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA
8: Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. Oh,
1: I love the dismount. It's where we say goodnight to you, but I like it because we get to kind of hit on it a, a few different things. And um I could even see a dismount in our future Aaron where we let like a couple of our callers just kind of join in the dismount just you know they may have some final thoughts that they want to get something off their chest maybe something I've said that's made them upset. All right a little college football news for you. Nebraska uh, has uh the old Huskers have brought back their coach. Aaron let's get excited. They're going to bring him back on a restructured contract. Nothing excites a fan base like restructured contracts. This should really get that fan base going. All right? Now, I did like this. Kellen Moore was asked about college head coaching jobs and him being mentioned as a candidate. Even the TCU job has come up. Matt Campbell's name keeps coming up with TCU. You better load up the Brinks truck. You better show up with some money. You want Matt Campbell? I still don't think you get him, but that would be interesting. They said He said there hasn't been any discussions with him. Kellen Moore said this. No, not one bit. He said, I don't worry about any of that stuff. Now, in a similar thought process, Dan Quinn. Now, this is not about a head coaching job, but you knew this was going to come up. After five games last year, Dan Quinn was fired as the head coach of the Falcons. Soon after the season, he was brought in to replace the horrid Cowboys defense. Hello, guys. This is Dan Quinn. He's your new defense coordinator. You all get to know him. He's a good guy. I think you'll like Dan. Uh, everybody's got stories to write, so they asked Dan about today, you know, first time to face Atlanta since he got fired. What do You, you know, uh, what's uh, – what's that like and he said you guys saw the performance yesterday i'd say we don't have time for a trip down memory lane we've got s to fix and he didn't say s he said the word aaron aren't you proud aaron that i did not say it you didn't have to dump me I try to take great pride in never saying anything, Aaron, that you would have to dump. Good job. All right? <laughs> yeah, good, good. I know you're very pleased with that outcome. Uh, so, very interesting. Um, this is um, this is the dismount. We say goodnight. Now, I thought that was an interesting name. Earlier today, the guy who broke the news on... Um, on, on the Texas Tech situation with Joey McGuire. Um, some of the names being brought up for Joey's offensive coordinator, one of them is Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell played quarterback at Texas Tech, played a little bit, I think, for the Packers, and um, is, is thought of as a potential offensive coordinator at Texas Tech. Here's what I would say to that. Let Joey make the hire. Let's not be telling Joey he's got to hire every Texas Tech great that ever came along. Hey, Joey, welcome to town. Now, could you go hire Michael Crabtree or Graham Harrell? Let the man hire who he wants to hire. But these will be big-time hires for Joey. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show Aaron Sexton alongside. Thank you for everyone who's been a part of this. That was the dismount. Our show has come to a bitter end. Good night. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock.
8: This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris.
15: Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll give you the players of the week, the honorees from the Big 12 from this past weekend. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Hey, folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family.